everyone. Welcome to The Therapist Invitation. I'm Dr. Mark Mayfield. And I'm Trevor Sharon. And today, uh, we're going to talk about something that I think spans generations. Exactly. Um, but it's more prominent, I think, in the millennial generation I was gonna say than the, it has others. I was going to say the 80s generation. Let's, this will well, be fun to dive into. Fun. Okay. We're going to talk about nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, and... Those moments were like I I don't know the the best way I can describe nostalgia for me is I'm sitting and I get this like almost deja vu flashback of something from my childhood uh-huh. that's just like oh yeah like I wanna I wanna go buy some Lucky Charms and yep. pull out a Nintendo and yeah and and play yeah but I think it crosses I mean a bunch of different uh, I think genres and yeah. and things I get nostalgic when I smell uh honeysuckle and it takes me back mm-hmm. to my grandmother's backyard and you know playing hide and seek in this massive californian you know how very narnia of you if, well yeah i mean some of the some of the <laughs> big fir trees that we would hide under and play under and nice. all that kind of stuff and the hedges that you had little yeah uh you know tunnels that you can come you know yeah, yeah. absolutely so there's uh, there's deja vu and nostalgia. We're not talking about deja vu. We're talking right. about nostalgia. Although and we so, should do an episode on deja, deja vu. vu. That'd be good too. That's it's a lot of theory like because we still don't know exactly what it is. But there's some really good ideas. There is. Uh, okay. So I kind of want to bypass our something good because I feel like our, our entire episode is, is going to have some of that. So, yeah. so let's maybe instead start with a more clinical definition of nostalgia, what it does to our emotional and mental state. Um, Put me on the spot. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Well, okay. So, yeah. so um, you mentioned the smell of honeysuckle. Sure. Uh, our memory is more closely linked to our, our olfactory. 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 Yeah. <laughs> nerves than others. And so our sense of smell is more closely connected with memories anyway. So that's yeah. why you typically have more memory moments. You know, like if you watch a TV show and they have a flashback, you're going to have more flashbacks at a smell than other things. Other things. You know, if you're in trauma, it's different, but we're not talking about trauma right, right yeah. now. Yeah, this is, this is, this is almost stuff. the opposite of trauma. It is, yeah. Um, which might have some significance later on. Well, but that's where you walk into a, a musty garage and it takes you back to your great-grandpa's house, yep. you know, uh, or, you yep. know, those kinds of things. Yeah, that's good. Depending on who you are, and I think I've mentioned on this show a couple times that, like, my experience with uh, individuals with, like, dementia, um, they they tend to, at least the ones that I've had personal interaction with, fall back to a time in their lives that was traumatic and difficult. Um, I think we do the opposite with normal memories where we look back with rose colored glasses and we think about things that were really painful or terrible very fondly. Um, and we have this sense of the grass is greener in the past than it was today. But I think that's just how we want to think about things. Right. It's a choice to some degree, but I also think it's not. It's like, you know, when, uh, you know, I hear the Mario theme song yeah. or, you know, Sega Genesis, you know, with the, uh, you know, um, oh gosh, Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog yep. type stuff. It's like, oh, you know. It's it, a tangible it's memory. It's a tangible memory. Or I think through, uh, you know, uh, commercials. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, I don't know where, where it was. I saw like the, the, they call them vintage now. My thanks, yeah. people. Like that wasn't vintage in the eighties here, but you know the the, the McDonald's commercials or the yeah. Burger King commercials and you know that kind of stuff. It's yep. yeah, that's that's kind of the nostalgic piece for sure. Um, but you think about what's what's really hot right now. 
mm-hmm. is comic books. Yep. You know, comic books and uh, trading cards, whether it be mm-hmm. Pokemon or baseball cards or Magic basketball the cards. And, you know, yeah. All those are back in like full force. Oh, yeah. D&D, D&D is yeah. also, I mean, we had the demonic, um, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, where D&D was demonized. Oh, yeah. Um, because it was misunderstood. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, think back. There's two kind of ways that we can interact. There's the times where you might look back on the video game Battletoads and think like, oh, man, that was such a good game. I loved that game. I'm going to play it again. And then you play it again, and you're like, how did this ever get published? Because it's <laughs> literally the hardest video game in the world. Yep. Um, notoriously for that. And so or Atari can, and Pong. Yeah. Know. So we can look back, and we can either keep it safe in our memory uh, or and so we either jump in and it's like, oh, this is a wonderful experience. I remember everything. Or oh, this ruined my memory because now I'm remembering all the bad stuff that I chose to forget. Mm-hmm. I think that some of this is um, really well represented by the millennial generation. Let me explain. So, Mark, you're from your fond memories of childhood are probably going to be 80s, early early 90s. 90s. Yeah. Mine are going to be mid 90s mid 2000s okay. somewhere in that range so we're going from uh gen z yep to millennial yep okay now for me as a millennial um and if you have problems with the terms we're using i don't know if we've done an episode on generation. i think we did yeah and don't tune out if you think millennials are all a certain type of people so um <laughs> we'll have kids now and jobs hopefully some of us have jobs. Kids. <laughs> Try to. Uh, some kids. of us have kids. Um, okay, so as a millennial, I was born in 93, and so I was uh, six years old when Columbine happened. It happened on my birthday. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was in a Joe's Crab Shack having my birthday. Are those things, it, those exist anymore? They do. They, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Talk about nostalgia. <laughs> I know, right? Not a good one, though. <laughs> no. Um, food poisoning nostalgia. But... And I remember everybody being super weird yeah. at my party uh, and not realizing what was happening, but realizing something was happening. Right. Then, skip forward a little bit, we have 9-11. So four years. Then skip. Three, three years. Yep. Then skip forward a little bit more, we have the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. Step forward a little bit more. We have another recession and 2020 as a year. Watch your mouth. <laughs> here's, here's why I bring this up. I think that millennials have a firm vice grip on nostalgia because if we look back at the 90s and all of the things that were sold to us on television and the shows that we watched and the toys that we played with, that was a time before – the world seemed so ugly. Not that the world wasn't ugly before that. I was going to say, what happened to, you know, my generation where, you know, we had Reagan getting shot. For sure. We had, you know, the the great gas crisis. You yep. know, we had the recession in 84, yep. 87. You know, Gulf War broke out. I yep. remember sitting, I remember at six, six years old, so if you're talking about six years yep. old, sitting in my parents' living room with the news on, on a little, you know, hand change yep. <laughs> tube TV. Watching, you know, missiles go mm-hmm. off, going, I don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. But that was the inception of 24-7 news. Right. Right? And then, uh, you know, the early 90s were not, not a whole lot, but then Columbine and all, yep. you know, 9-11 and that stuff too. So, yeah, I think every generation has that. And it's interesting because I think we are so – this might be a different topic for a different time. 
but we're so up in arms about what's going on in our country right now with mm -hmm. the racial tensions and, and political stuff and whatnot. I'm going, guys, like every generation's had this mm -hmm. in a different way. Mm -hmm. You know, you think. You Which know, doesn't mean we shouldn't be fighting for no, what's right. No. But it does mean. We're not abnormal. Right. Because we had Vietnam and you had the Cold War and you had mm -hmm. the, the civil rights movement. And you had all these things in the 60s and 70s, you know. Yeah, I, I, when we have a, di I mean, one of the things that we offer in counseling, one of the benefits of counseling is a different perspective. Yes, something outside and with a little bit more scope, and to be able to look at things. And so it does become hard when, you know, for me, having you know from ninety nine to two thousand be full of crisis after crisis after crisis. Ninety nine, two thousand one, right? Nine uh, eleven. Mm. Yep. I think, but ninety nine, I think, was Columbine. 90, yeah, 99, 99, 2000, 2001. Yes, yeah, so there was yep. three years of stuff there. Of yeah. just the yeah. constant chaos and yeah. crisis. And so being able to choose a time, choose things that trigger memories for me that are safe from the touch of current crisis and past yeah. crisis, um, I think offers a little bit of that other perspective. It does. Yeah, true. Well, and as you're talking, I'm thinking about what stuff from my childhood has I, has kind of have I kept in my life mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about you know some people have kept you know old school video games mm -hmm. video games that kind of stuff I never a video game person even though it's come um, up so often in this episode well, right <laughs> yeah um, but I think you know as a kid there was the desire to have it yeah and, and I never was given it yeah um, but now we, we I think we I borrowed one from you once mm -hmm. and it just never took off type of thing I, I do think though if we had a, a, a vintage Nintendo original Nintendo mm -hmm. I might well, I don't know, but Legos, Legos, Legos have and have been something that have stuck, and it's been kind of the family, our family culture now. Mm -hmm. That if we want to downtime or have some fun, we go get a Lego set. Yeah, so that's a nostalgic piece for mm -hmm. us. You know, I wonder what's what's stuck with you. Um, it's a lot, especially as I've gotten more into like graphic design and creative spaces. A lot of the stylings of the '90s. In early 2000s, um, music for sure. Like sure. the emo's uh, playlist of the 2000s is like my go-to. Uh, Look that up if you don't know what that is. So good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, I was definitely an emo kid back in the day. Not an e-boy like they are today. I don't even know what that is. It's dumb. Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm an older person now, so I can say that. Um, I don't know if you can say that until you're in your 30s. I don't know. It's, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, okay, so how about this, Mark? I'm interested to hear from you. Do you want to take the side of nostalgia can be bad or nostalgia can be good? Whichever one you don't take, I'll do. I'll take the other one. I, I, I think I'll take the nostalgia can be bad. Okay. Because I've got some ideas of what that would look like. Yeah. So, so okay. Mark, tell me why nostalgia can be a bad thing. Well, I think it keeps you stuck in the past. Mm -hmm. It uh, I've I've worked with a lot of clients uh, or married couples that are are so stinking frustrated with their spouse because they are perpetual video game players mm -hmm. or you know D and D players or you know this is the, you know they you know back in in my day it was um, oh gosh what's that I can't even think of it now the board game strategic board game uh, risk. risk. You know, I've got I've had couples that come in and like he played this in college and now he just plays it with his friends and they, you know, it's it, my weekends are lost because that's all he does and blah blah blah. And I, you so know, like delayed development. Delayed development. Yeah, I think 
can be definitely a, a detriment to uh, progress. Mm -hmm. I think on the opposite side of how nostalgia can be really good, I talk with my clients pretty consistently that it's unrealistic for us to expect ourselves to have active coping all the time. Sure. We cannot actively cope with distress all the time. Right. We don't have the energy. We don't have the capacity. And so we need to have passive coping skills. And I think that nostalgia can be one of those passive coping skills of being able to not necessarily regress, mm -hmm. but to go back to a time that felt safer and engage in things that remind you that there is still safety right. in the world. Back okay. to you, Mark. <laughs> sure. But when does that, I think, you know, when does that um, cross the line? So I think because I think passive coping skills can be an excuse. Mm. Like how many times do we get stuck using food as a passive coping skill mm -hmm. or use, you know, uh, TV or movies or, you mm -hmm. know, alcohol or pornography yeah. or those kinds of things as passive coping skills. And none of, you know, and, and there's some of those that are just aren't good, period. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think you could figure that out, which ones right. aren't good, period. <laughs> but uh it's like, what is it? Where's the line? And yeah. how do we help coach people on the line? Because I think a lot of times, you know, especially, I'm not picking on millennials, but millennials and some Gen Zers, like they're stuck. Mm -hmm. They are arrestedly developed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, I wonder if you look back to as of late divorce rates, mm -hmm. are they linked to maladaptive coping skills, mm -hmm. communication skills, but stuckness? Mm -hmm. Like I remember mm -hmm. you know, this one spouse was just about ready to kill their I mean, high quotes. Yeah, Possibly, quotes. yeah, probably. Not, not, <laughs> we'd make a report on that one if that was good. But no, I mean, she was just done. Yeah. Like, he, all he does is wants to do this. And we were finally getting down into the root causes of these things. Yeah. And it was, he didn't know how to cope with mm. present circumstances mm -hmm. and stresses. And so it was easier to escape yeah. to a simpler time yeah. uh, and play video games. Yeah. And he wasn't, he wasn't playing first-person shooter. He was playing... Like Sonic the Hedgehog and Minecraft yeah. and, you know, that kind of stuff. My counter argument is one of the best ways to build expertise and confidence is through practice and experience of competency. Sure. Like if I do something once, I'm not going to feel very competent by it if it's something mm -hmm. challenging. But then if I do it a second time, I'm going to feel way more confident than the first time. Sure. And then I may feel an additional amount of expertise. Uh, and so with nostalgia, like my wife and I played um, some of the old, old games. Um, Watch that, it. Well. How old? I mean, they span generations. Okay. Because okay. it's the game where you put spoons on a table in a certain yeah. order and you have a secret code to communicate yeah. what it, the number okay. actually is. Like old games. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought you were to age me here. No, for a yeah. no, no, no. Like my mom showed up and we were teaching it to the rest of the family and she showed up and she played it like a pro. Like nice. she was looking at the spoon. She was like, huh. So da -da, but your mom da -da, isn't da -da, even 50 yet. Yeah. She's super young. She's young. Um, okay. So like Bree and I felt very confident and like experts being able to now be the leaders of this game that we struggled with as kids because right, we sure. didn't know it. Yeah. And I think that to what you're talking about of arrested development, I think that nostalgia can still be used to build confidence and expertise sure. where you have, you can look back and say like, Oh, I do have experience. I do know these things. I've experienced this history. Uh, and so now I'm better equipped to move forward. Yes. And not everybody's as healthy as you and Brie. 
Yeah. Speak more on that. <laughs> well, but I think you guys, you have done a lot of self-work. Mm -hmm. You you know, as, as individuals, as a couple, you've got great families that really keep you in check and that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, what if they don't have that? Yeah. Because I think what you're speaking to is true. But again, it goes back to that line of when when is that line crossed yeah. and it's now maladaptive because they aren't healthy. Yeah. So are you saying that it would be better for us to put nostalgia in a lockbox and once we reach a certain point of development, we can unlock it and start using it? I mean, I think that's an interesting argument and, and I don't know if I would disagree with that. Hmm. Um, like it'd be one thing for me to, you know, constantly go to Walmart and spend hundreds of dollars a week on Legos mm -hmm. and come home and that's all I do mm -hmm. versus going, okay, I'm, I know that I'm having a rough week and yeah. this brings some, I'm good at this. Hmm. I enjoy it. And it brings some sense of solace and peace. So now it's time to pull that out. So the key element I'm hearing from you is that line that you've mentioned a couple times sounds to me like it's intentionality. I would say so. Because, you know, I mean, how many times have we talked over the years? And we were just talking off, off mic. I mean, you know, we've known each other for five years. Yep. And, you know, five years ago, we were young in our own rights, mm -hmm. you know. And how much our relationship has grown, mm -hmm. you know, how much we've, you know, the health of it because we've had conflict and we've had yep. disappointment and we've yep. had disagreements and we've had, you know. Trial and error. Yeah, and good stuff all and all that kind of yeah. stuff, right? Um but we also talked in the years, you know, we, and I'm not going to say this on, on Mike, but, you know, we've talked about our, our vices and the yeah. things that we've struggled with. And I think that is where it gets bad, mm -hmm. right? Some of the vices that I've, I've struggled with in mm. my lifetime have been, cope, you know, because I don't know myself. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my phrase that I share all the time is becoming old friends with your emotions. Mm -hmm. I think in the last t 10 years, I've really become old friends with my anxiety. Mm. And, and so... I'm not scrambling to find something to soothe it. Yeah. And I think that's maybe where the line is. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And I do think the intentionality piece, right? I know this is a hard week and here's why it's a hard week. Yeah. And it would be great to do something that is reminiscent. Hmm. And so I'm going to choose to watch Princess Bride. Yeah. Like one of my nostalgic things right now that we're doing with the family is we're going back to all of the old shows I used to watch. Yeah. So we just finished Family Matters. Um, wow, which that was by, fast. Uh, covid dang yeah i started in may wow so now we're watching uh, boy meets world uh. right you know and 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 i i would i would imagine that if you were to watch boy meets world you're like why in the world yeah are it you? doesn't connect like with why me. i don't get it you know and i remember there's been times where like you guys were excited to show us the oh, show yeah. and we're like i remember going over to your house years ago and watching newsies yeah, and you're sitting there going, and Bree and I were, we're like, so bored. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, but it was nostalgic for us, yeah. right? And so, but I think that's where the generational piece is, you know. So I think for something for us, going, COVID's not over. Yeah, things are still uncertain. Yeah, elections. You know, when this is recorded or airing. Well, yeah, it's post Christmas. Yeah, it's at post Christmas, point. so elections already happened, right? But we're doing things that just there's some sense of normalcy. Yeah. And I think we're doing that for our girls too. Mm -hmm. And it's not maladaptive. So we're not sitting upstairs eating yeah. dinner around the TV. We're eating dinner, having time together as a yeah. family, and then going, oh, you know, let's let's go watch an episode. Yeah. And then, but but I will say, I'm not going to put one of my you know my daughters on the spot, but there was an episode a couple of days ago that we were watching that sparked something in one of my my kids, and they came and said, hey, I messed up, I did this. Mm. And it was a good learning lesson, yeah. you know, from, so I don't know, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm babbling here, but it's like, interesting too. like 
thinking about how this episode is going to come out around Christmas. I can't remember if it's post Christmas or not. Tell us in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> um, hey. And um, like, I think that sometimes we can even use this as a uh, a negative coping strategy or something that propels our frustration or irritation with right. the world, especially around holidays. Because, like, I mean, if you think about, I mean, for me, it was probably around the ages of like eight to twelve, mm-hmm. uh, and it's in that stage where gifts become a lot harder. Because, like, what are you going to get a 12-year-old? Right. Um, and yet the 12-year-old is still hoping for that big car set where you put it down and it spins around and mm-hmm. you put it in the parking. Like, all of those things. But that's not, like, necessarily the appropriate gift for a 12-year-old. Right. And so there's disappointment. And so using nostalgia to say, well, you know, Christmas is used to be so much better. Right. And I think we do this a lot in we our do. society. Yep. Of looking back in the past and saying things used to be much better. And I know that there's a lot of people listening right now that are in their head saying like, well, yeah, because it was. Yeah, because it wasn't X, Y, and Z. Right. But I want to challenge that because I think that so often we look back on the past and we either pick out the things that we really loved Mm -hmm. or we choose to – And also we choose to ignore the things that were really hard because if you look back like a hundred years ago, Mm -hmm. we were coming out of world war one heading towards world war two, right? Economic crisis all over. Sorry. Just for a second. 1920s and thirties. We just finished the flu, the great depression, the Spanish flu. Oh, another world war. Right. You go back a thousand years and all of a sudden, you know, we have, mass poverty and hunger, famine, plague, like, you know, anyone who is thriving right now would be not thriving a thousand years ago if they were keeping their same stations or the equivalent. Right. right. Um, If we go back, you know, to zero BC, we have the conquering of nations. We have barbarians coming in and destroying country. Average age of life was 30, 40 years old. Yeah. I'd be... I'd be dead. You'd be dead. <laughs> yeah. I'd be an old man. Yeah. Like, it's just, I think that we we tend to focus on the things that we really loved, forget the hardship. Yeah. And that does not help us in the present because I wonder if, you know, I'm certain of this, that in 20 years we'll look fondly back on elements of 2020. We will. Oh, absolutely. It's just it's just the way that we operate. Well, but, but think about, uh, I'm going to go political for a second. Think about how we look back on past presidents. Oh, yeah. Right? We we hail Carter and Reagan and Bush and, you know, even, and even some Clinton and, you mm-hmm. know, Obama and, and, and Bush Jr. Like, we, we look back at them and go, okay, they did some really great things. But in the mix of it, we're like, no. Nah. Yeah, didn't you know? Reagan have, like, super, super low ratings? Oh, he did. Until, he was, like, halfway through his second yep. presidency? He was chastised. He was ridiculed for being just a... A playboy yeah. and a actor and all this kind of and stuff. And most of my childhood, I definitely grew up in a Republican household. He was lauded as one of the best presidents mm-hmm. ever. Still. Um, and, yeah, we forget, like, we don't see the whole picture. And I think that it's devastating to us sometimes. Well, right. Well, and that's, But you bring – as you were talking, I was just thinking about um, how have the 20s been for you compared to the teens? They feel like completely different lifetimes. Right. And And – Probably pretty cool, right? Yeah. 
right? Uh, I thought my 20s were fantastic. Like the decade of the 30s has been wonderful. Mm -hmm. Like I'm looking forward – like this is countercultural. I'm looking forward to being 40 Mm -hmm. and and hitting my 40s. Yep. Because I've heard that that's a – because you know who you are. You've got your – like my mom couldn't wait to get for, to forty. Right, but we don't. That's so countercultural mm-hmm. because we're always looking back, mm-hmm. and so I think that's where nostalgic can be bad if we're yeah. not going okay back. Yeah, backwards was good, and here's some of the good things. Yeah, passive coping skills that I can take that are healthy yeah. and that kind of stuff. Things that I want to teach my kids yeah. and my family, and things I want to remember. And I can't wait till next year. When you bring up a really interesting point too, because I think part of nostalgia can dive into self image as well. Mm of my body is very different than it was in high school. You also have a kid. Yes. (laughs) But I know that there are times that I look back on clothing that I wore in high school and I want to be able to wear it again. Or I look back on pictures and I think like, oh, man, why don't I look like that anymore? Yeah. And I think that is another way that this nostalgia can hit us a little sideways is because I have to recognize that was a teenage body. Right. I was 16. Yeah. Like my metabolism was already really high and I was on Concerta, which was boosting it anyways. <laughs> like there's no way that my 27-year-old body is going to be able to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. Now there are definitely things that I can do to, sure. you know, see like, oh, there is potential in my body that I can get to this place. Yep. But I need to be realistic about now as well that – that is not my body today. Well, it's not like you have anything else going on right now. Right. Right. Seeing the context, seeing yeah. the, the perspective. And I think that oftentimes we can be really hard on ourselves of saying like, well, I used to. I used to be this. I used to do this. I used to be this thing. And not remember like, okay, but also you didn't have a job. You didn't have a family that you were responsible for. Like. Yeah. You didn't have all these things. And so you were you were able to do different things. Right. And that was okay. And right. what you're doing now is okay as well. Yep. So with that in mind, what what are some takeaways we can give our listeners? Because I think we've created a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And and I'm wondering, you know, what are some action steps of yeah. utilizing nostalgia in a good way, self identity in a good you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I have the Phantom of the Opera song. Think of me, think of me fondly. Um, I think we should think back fondly. Like there's nothing wrong innately with nostalgia. No. I think it's a natural response to distress and to remembering our childhoods and times that were really good. But why do you think they use it in marketing? Why is Pepsi why is Pepsi doing retro cans? And why is parachute pants back in style and right. why are you it know, has so much meaning scrunchies oh yeah yep. <laughs> you know but because it because it, it perms yeah yeah because it actually it touches something uh, yeah. in us that that is a good thing yeah it's so, something precious and and beautiful i think that it is also important for us to take stock of how much time we're right. spending nostalgically yeah um, and to attempt to broaden our perspective on how we're seeing things right. in the past and how we're seeing things now. So I would encourage you to look back on things and, and pick something that, or a couple things that you enjoyed as a kid that you mm-hmm. want to really make, reintegrate, whether it be, we've talked about a bunch of different things, whether it be a board game, video game, yep. music, 
uh, fashion or Legos mm-hmm. or a TV show, mm-hmm. I think it's healthy. But if that's what all it becomes, mm-hmm. I think there's there's some uh, problems with that. Yeah. Balance. Balance. Rhythms. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I, you know, I would love to hear from our listeners mm-hmm. what's something nostalgic for them. Uh, so shoot us an email. Yeah. Hit us up on social media and let us know. <laughs>